What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas's idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Give Us a Second. A mini-sode series. Brought to you by the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is our 33rd Give Us a Second Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Part 2, continuing our discussion we started last time. Our own Star Wars saga sort of ongoing here. Yeah, not sure who would be interested in us talking about Star Wars. Probably I would think no one. Very few people. Well, no one. That's you could say that about the show. In that's general, true. Though. I don't know what it is. For some reason, the allure of talking about Star Wars. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's there. I guess because it's just such a, an overdone topic, probably right. Sure, it's weird because when we first were mapping out this podcast all those years ago. And coming up with a list of topics, I think the prequel trilogy was amongst them because yeah. we had something Just completely different in mind when we started. Want to talk about how podcast. like mystified we were by it? I don't know. I don't really remember what the the tone of it was, but since that certainly time, not praise. I can't imagine the podcast has changed as to it what has. it is. Yeah, so we wouldn't probably do that now. Yeah, it's funny. I, I listened to like some older episodes not that long ago, and like I don't know, it was from a couple years ago. I certainly was like coming in with way more energy, but it felt like manufactured. I don't know. I don't remember like making a decision to like be fake or anything, but I guess I just felt like I, I had to like be energetic, maybe because you were just so morose. <laughs> I don't know. But now I definitely feel much more like it's just a certainly more casual conversation. When I look at like our Give Us a Second episode, the Twin Peaks stuff for me, like I really want to get into that and talk about that, but probably like. The people like looking at the episode choices are like, no thanks. Whereas like Star Wars certainly has much more universal appeal. Someone's looking at that, they're like, okay, I, I can relate to what these guys are talking about. Well, as with everything we do on this show, some are for them and some are for, are for us. That's true, yeah. Sometimes we just gotta do topics that we would only be interested to keep us sane. That's right, yes. And other times we do things that are a little more mainstream that we hope people are interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although a lot of times they're not. That's a good point. And we're not Star Wars experts, no. by any means. We're the least likely people that should be talking about the, this yeah. in depth. We have no notes. I would say we're not really experts on anything. We just kind of know a little bit oh, about yeah, yeah. a lot. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much me about everything. Okay, but yeah. We know we're just keeping enough. this off the cuff, stream of consciousness style. We did give our rankings kind of in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't. I mean, I didn't think we needed to really focus on the numbers. I, I think... It was a way into talking about each Exactly, and movie. I think that like... My list for something like that is probably going to be ever-changing, minus the main one and two, maybe. Yeah. So, before we jump into our Star Wars discussion, let's remind our listeners to follow the show on Twitter, at GreatestPod. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We'll get back to the regular 
Eps shortly. Sure. But we wanted to do this now because this is kind of the peak Star Wars moment right now, heading into the last installment of the Skywalker saga, supposedly. That's I true. believe yeah. it will be. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be For a million more Star Wars right. movies, and they're gonna, probably going to start their own trilogies and continuing sagas. But as far as like the holdover from the original movies starting in 1977 this is the end of that you think although it gets tough at a certain point because a lot of the key elements are involved in this main story well originally before they left the project the benioff and weiss trilogy was going to be about like the old republic gotcha which was going to take place long before the events right where there was like several jedi and sith out there yeah so i mean they could get into that stuff. They, so wait, they're out like, now? Benioff and Weiss? Yeah, yeah. Or, Okay. It's kind of like Game of Thrones in the sense that the world is so massive that there there are an unlimited number of things they could do. It's yeah. just a matter of Should can you? they keep yeah. fan interest up for things that aren't directly tied right. to the stories that people already know. And I guess things will either sink or swim based on their own merit. And we'll find out whether or not that works in Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, with, I was going to say sidebar thing. for a second. How do you think this Game of Thrones spinoff stuff is going to go? I saw they already canceled like a couple of the projects. Well, yeah, they canceled the one with Naomi, Naomi Watts, Watts, which makes which me sad. They because filmed a pilot for, I think, I'm a and big fan. HBO passed on it, basically. Yeah. But then they greenlit a whole season of a show that hadn't even been filmed. It's the one... The Targaryen prequel right. one. Which they have source material for this one, right? Like Right. There is that first Fire and Blood book and there's supposed to be like another one. And I get I, yeah. I know like that Miguel Sapachek, who directed a lot of episodes of the original series, he's involved, and George R. R. Martin is involved as right. well. Who knows? I gotta say, of all the stories that you could pull out of the Game of Thrones universe, a, a story strictly about the Targaryens is probably uh, like something that I would be the, the least amount interested in of possible. It depends. I think it's going to go pre-Westeros, so right, the, a lot of yeah. that stuff with like the doom of Valyria and all that shit could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it know. It just depends. And, and even if it's good or not good, I mean, the big test will be whether the audience follows. And, yeah, and I mean, the interest it. will probably be there, so. We'll see. So with Star Wars, yeah, that looks like where we're headed. I mean, I guess there might be still some spinoff movies that tie into the skywalker saga like yeah. if they ever do a yoda movie or any well, people, of that stuff I, I do feel like there's gonna be a gap left when this story wraps up i feel like the thing that was always that disney was able to keep going with the marvel thing is like we have this giant universe and we keep tying everything back in and there's it's always like building towards more but it's like if you're missing that sort of like central piece a centralized story and all we have is like little spin-off things. I don't know. I do feel like there's going to be a need for like a main story that people can be tied to. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Skywalker thing, but they'll have to have success with like a different thing. Yeah, I think it it also helps when you're able to set up something where there's a certain element of the unknown. Sure. So, if they do something that is supposedly set before the events of the Skywalker saga, then it's going to suffer from the fact that, like, an inevitability, even if it doesn't actually directly lead into it and none of the characters yeah. are the same or anything like that, it's like, well, we know where we're headed anyway after all of this. So the potential threat of, like, an overall villain it seems less because it's like, well, whatever happens, we know we're, we're still heading towards a certain point. 
I don't know. I think it just would yeah. be better to do stuff after the Skywalker saga. I agree with that, knows? too. I mean, the the big thing, when they were able to you know make this announcement and, okay, we're going to do a new trilogy and it'll be 7, 8, and 9, it's like, at least at the time when you're going into it, the fact that you're like, okay, we're still able to get Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill like back in the mix to make a couple more appearances and really feel like you're continuing on with that story. Yeah. I, I do feel like if it went like a little bit longer and they weren't able to have that it would have been tough to just do it with all new characters but sure now that they can wrap this up i I feel like there's a chance to start something new with new characters and see where it goes yeah i mean it'll just come down to the quality of the thing yeah i mean the connection to the skywalker saga is irrelevant right it's like is it good or not and if it's good people will get sucked into it and it can be its own thing just existing in a universe where this stuff happened yeah as well it doesn't necessarily have to tie into it i'd love it if they just were like let's just do like a halloween 3 <laughs> version of star wars where some guy is just like helping a alien chick like investigate the death of her father like they're just going to different planets <laughs> just something completely <laughs> off base with everything else which brings us to the mandalorian so this particular give us a second we're going to focus on the new disney plus series right now as of recording this there are four episodes up out of the eight. Yeah. It's basically going to run till the end of 2019. I like that they're doing it week to week because it keeps people it is invested fun. longer. And I feel like when, when the streaming thing first came along and people were watching new series where it's just like, oh, we can knock this all out at once. It's it's great. I, I don't know. I feel like for people like you and me who, who might suffer from like shiny new toy syndrome to a degree or like when something comes on that we enjoy we really like suck out all the joy out of it as quick as possible i, I feel, feel like i do that with everything uh, i think you're guilty of that to <laughs> some degree i think at times you've been able to like hold off but i don't know i i think you struggle with it as well uh, but i i think it's nice that we are getting it in sort of the more classic well, yeah, way i mean I, pr- I that's what i mean i mean i prefer it like this right it's just better because it keeps the dialogue going. It actually is crazy to think that there was a time recently where this is what the norm was going to be was to dump everything out at once. Oh, because yeah, of right. Netflix doing it. And I think the final couple seasons of Game of Thrones proved that the week-to-week excitement is so much better than just the weekend of excitement. Oh, absolutely. Because Stranger Things 3, for example, was a lot of fun and people really liked it. But the excitement for it dies down so fast because everyone watches it immediately and then it's yes. over. Whereas The Mandalorian, you get that first episode on launch day and now we're going every Friday basically. I think there's one where it's going to come out on a Wednesday or something. But basically one a week. Yeah. And it keeps people talking for the full eight Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It was just so much better. And then there's just like still constantly like new people like catching up, but they're still catching up at a time where it's still going. So it just... Yeah. keeps building that like community i guess so spoiler alert we will be talking about the mandalorian in depth i guess not as, as yeah. if we were doing a regular episode you said it, it before we recorded though i think by the time i started it which was only i don't know uh last weekend but between now and then i do feel like the secret's out as to like what kind of the big reveal is from the end of the first episode but when i started it i didn't know yeah, I mean, people. I guess it's just got brazen enough to start putting the pictures all over the place. Right. Now it'd be hard to avoid it. There's I think. so many memes, like even just on my like looking through my Instagram like stories. Like yeah. this morning, I think there was like three 
Baby Yoda. People are obsessed with the Baby whatever. Yoda. So Memes. yeah, if you haven't seen it, that's the big reveal at the end of the first episode. We will also talk about the rise of Skywalker a little bit, at least just everything we can tell from the trailer and what our general hopes, thoughts, fears. Yeah. Everything about that. And that'll pretty much do it. So let's start with episode one of The Mandalorian, where we get our introduction into this world. Now, the reason why this comes up on the heels of us talking about, well, where does the Star Wars saga go post-Skywalker saga? So I love how The Mandalorian is set post-Return of the Jedi, pre-Force Awakens. And everything that happened in that big rebellion everything that happens in return of the jedi and all that stuff the big main storyline is kind of just casually yeah a part of this show where it's not the focus at all it's in the background but it definitely has an impact on the universe like, yeah and it's providing a context for what's going on it sort of has like set the tone that in general it feels like the universe is in a state of disarray yeah which would be the likely scenario post political coup they overthrow yeah. a government but now what happens yeah. <laughs> it's not like luke's gonna be king you know or is he like right. you don't know oh, what alice is gonna yeah. play out so it does a good job of setting the table with that whereas then it gives you the day-to-day life of other people just existing who aren't directly tied in with that and we meet the mandalorian who is a bounty hunter just like boba fett he wears yep. the same type of armor and stuff Pedro Pascal playing the lead character, certainly we know and love as Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. Doesn't quite have that awesome voice he had in Game of Thrones, but... No, I think the cast is very cool. There's a lot of Western vibes to it. It's it's definitely set up like a Western, but it also has a lot of samurai influence as well. Lone Wolf and Cub, which... Even if you have never seen or read the comic or anything, I mean, you can pretty much figure out sure, yeah. how it applies right. to this. It's this bounty hunter guy now is going around with this little tiny baby <laughs> who, I mean, if the one thing you could say about the baby Yoda is like, is it too cute? Like, oh, is right. it just yeah. on a whole other level where you it's distracting from the actual story? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like every episode there's a new meme you can make with the baby Yoda <laughs> doing something where you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. But I think that's it's a way in, though, because I do think that the impediment of keeping the main character in the mask at all times is it's harder to emote. I actually think Pedro Pascal did a good job in the most recent episode where his like voice gets choked up and there's like a little bit of a an emotional moment there for yeah. a second. But for the most part, it's like there's no facial expressions or anything. Right. So what's your emotional connection to the show? And it's like, well, let's just give you the cutest thing imaginable that everyone's going to love instantly and is also ties in yeah. with what we already know about Star Wars. And, right. And the Mandalorian character is kind of like the strong silent type, you know? Yeah. So he's like kind of a, a bit gruff and hardened by the world as we see by his reaction to like when the Jawas were stripping his ship down uh, yeah. and he just starts evaporating them with that gun. <laughs> he's just like, wow. That's right. No disintegrating. Obviously, the baby Yoda is going to transform him. And already kind of has by the point where we're at because he, instead of just taking his money and going, he has a change of heart and decides to go rescue him. Yeah, I mean, even the most hardened people have to crack a little when getting a look at that little baby Yoda. The main idea at work here is the value of this Yoda character. Who is the Yoda character? Is it 
a clone of the Yoda we know? Right. Is, it, is it an offspring to Yoda, or is it unrelated? It's that seems Just unlikely. The same species. Yeah, that doesn't seem that likely to me. Because why would you put people through this? I know. Yeah, everyone it needs to have some sort of a payoff. I think to be connected to the Yoda we know. I think it's probably going to be like a clone or something. Yeah, but it feels plausible. I think in the second episode, Baby Yoda uses the Force for the first time to help Mando out of a jam. And in this post-Jedi world where there's so few Force users left alive, yeah, most of the giant galaxy doesn't know what the Force is. Sure. So- and so he's like this secretive, valuable thing that only some people know about. Somehow, Werner Herzog, who's playing right. like a... A Nazi in exile, Kinda basically. Interesting to see him pop up. Although the way they play the whole Werner Herzog, who has just an awesome voice, that whole thing I thought was like really cool. Like just these stormtroopers and everything, like kind of running around doing like these secret little missions or whatever and hiding. Yeah, protecting him in hiding somewhere. Obviously, it's kind of like I said, I mean, it is very comparable to like post World War II, where he's like a war criminal, probably. Yeah, yeah. So he's hiding out secretly. Yeah, it's always funny to see him appear in anything it's just because he's such a weird director. Yeah, and you wonder how does he know about this Yoda? Who knew about it? Right. Well, that's the thing. The fact that some of these Imperial people knew, you would think there'd be like a lot more because you would think it would be just like in the Imperial records or something. And it seems like they want the Yoda to extract midichlorians or something. It looks seems like they were going to do some sort of experiments or try to take something oh, right. out of yeah. it or something. And that of course upsets Mando and he goes and saves the baby Yoda. But I guess like if we're going to stick with this show for a second, we can get to the fourth episode, which just debuted a couple of days ago as we're recording this, where they kind of go off on a side mission. It's an episode that seemed to remind us both of the Ewok movies a little bit. Very near and dear to my heart. And not in a bad way, kind of in a fun way where you just kind of like put into the goings on universes on some planet like here's something that's going on here's people living day to day that aren't tied in with this it's kind of something that always was interesting on game of thrones as well sure when you would just be thrown into the lives of people who aren't tied in with this main story right like they don't they could care less about what those people are doing (laughs) well it is one of the things that is eye-opening at times where you see these different things in the star wars universe where it's just like how big is the fucking galaxy you know, yeah, it seems I, like almost infinite. Yeah, because you're just like, we've now seen like maybe three different desert planets. Sure. Yeah. In this fourth episode, Mando trying to hide out with the baby Yoda because he knows all of these other bounty hunters now are going to come looking for it. It's seemingly the most valuable creature slash asset in the universe. Oh, yeah. We meet a new character, Gina Carano. That's right. I, I, Still I looking like a badass. character's name is. Yeah, I don't know. Love to see her. I always thought she was fun. I, yeah. I really like that Soderbergh movie. I was going to say, I was reminded of that because I don't know that I've seen her much since well, she's then. She's popped up in other stuff. But I, yeah. I enjoyed that movie as well. She was like, obviously. Was it Haywire? Yes. Yeah. She was obviously less successful, I guess, it's money wise as a fighter than Rhonda, but. But she was like that character for a little while. And she and ate up that so space much in the culture. Better yeah. Of an actress. Right than ronda rousey and it's fun to see her in this and it's like i saw some you know like inevitably these star wars nerds the same sure. ones that hate 
the sequels or get mad that there's all these women in prominent positions <laughs> or like badass women or whatever. Yeah. Basically women who are anything other than the damsel in distress in these stories and people were complaining about it. It's like, well, I'd yep. love to see these people actually have to fight Gina Carano. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like, she should beat I'm, their ass. I feel pretty confident in saying she could fit in with being one of the badass characters uh, I think so. on the yeah. show. Yeah, that by the way, one of those people giving this show a one star review right now. <laughs> Go ahead. That's right. I loved her character just because it was like, okay, here's an anonymous soldier that was a part of the rebellion, and she can just drop in little backstory. She yeah, that was neat. Endor and everything, right? In like how some of these people they were fighting for this cause, and it's basically like it, it almost feels like it's condemning the leaders of the rebellion a little bit. You, yeah, you didn't have anything for us after we finished. Yeah, and like there was no like. Oh, we're launching a new government system, and now you're going to be a, a senator of this ice planet or something. You can have Hoth. It speaks to the difficulties in governing, where there's always going to be people that are not happy with how things are. And it seems like, okay, well, we had to get rid of the Empire. They were terrible. But now what? Now though? what? Yeah. yeah. And I think people have enjoyed this as a follow up to the original trilogy because it makes more sense than where you're thrust in in Force Awakens, which is so like, much farther down Oh, the nothing line. changed, basically. That's the way you feel with Force Awakens, because it's just like, oh, the same people are still in power. I don't power. mind it as much as some people, though, because I feel like it allows you to fill in the blanks a little bit, and there's a, there's a few yeah, I wasn't losing clues my mind along that. the way as to like why things went awry. Right. Obviously, Han and Leia didn't stay together. Luke gets disenfranchised trying to be this Jedi leader and sure. training his sister's son and things go wrong and people just get mad and then Luke goes into exile just like Yoda did and then it leaves this hole where something like the first yeah. order could get created but like yeah we're jumping way ahead in the story and that's why people were frustrated with the sequel trilogy because it doesn't have that explanation in it it's interesting though thinking about the Ben Solo character for a second and I know we're talking about the Mandalorian but it's like I, I do feel like if you're Leia, at a certain point, you're just like, I'm not so sure that I want my son to be trained to become a Jedi because so what? He's just going to denounce like ever being married or have a kid or anything. I mean, I want to be a grandmother, Luke, you know? Yeah. But OK, I digress. Well, maybe she she at some point thought that there was going to be more kids. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And then Han was just like, I can't stand you. I need to. But I mean, I guess summarizing it, the Mandalorian just is an example of all that could be possible under this new disney regime of star wars sure because this is like the best i mean there are awesome things about force awakens there's awesome things about rogue one and yeah. even solo and last jedi to a certain extent but this is just a i love the small scale of it i we, agree we were talking about like uh other movies like i don't know what movie were we saying where we just loved how like simplistic the idea is versus <laughs> inside lewin davis no, like yeah. as far as like a superhero movie right. or something. I don't know. The the idea of just like keeping the story like very contained rather than it being about the world. Yeah. Oh, Logan. Like oh, Logan. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, and I, I, I think there are like similarities between Logan and The Mandalorian in a lot of ways. Well, I also feel like The Mandalorian's like getting away with being darker than I would have expected it to as well. Like a lot of the stuff, I mean, just yeah, it's feels like TV, on the PG, darker side. But yeah. like it's, there's a few... Yeah, I mean, someone basically gets cut in half like, right. in the first five yeah. minutes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's got a, a nice little edge to it. They want him to kill a baby, basically. Yeah. So I'm not feeling very positive about that. <laughs> I just think this is an indication of the best possible scenarios under the Disney thing. I think so, too. You can kind of 
expand the universe in a way that's fun. It doesn't really change or alter what we already know and love about Star Wars, and it just adds to it in a cool and way. And they seem to successfully take the things, like different elements from different Star Wars movies, and put them together without clouding it with a bunch of stuff that we don't like. Yeah. Now, they're already working on season two. Hopefully, that'll be ready for like next year around this time, so we don't have to wait like forever. And it's for still, it. Favreau is still sort of the showrunner, right? Yeah, he's like the creator. It seems like he writes a lot of the episodes. I don't think he directed any of them, but it seems like he's credited as the writer a lot of the times, right. at least. I, I haven't paid super close attention to that. But, I mean, everything about it is cool. My one complaint maybe would be that they're a little too short. One of the episodes is like when you subtract the five minutes of credits at the end was <laughs> yeah. like 26 minutes. Oh, wow. And then others are more like 45 You minutes. know what I found myself liking? Just like the still artwork at the end of the episodes. Yeah, the credits pretty are cool. cool. It's a cool show. I mean, I don't think it could have really gone any better for Disney Plus's launch and this being like the big hook for Star Wars people to get it right away. Because, you know, most Star Wars people already own all of the other movies on Blu-ray or whatever. They're not Plus like everything that's come out in the past few years as part of like this new wave has pretty much been like on Netflix streaming and everything too. So yeah. like I know it's all transitioning that way to Disney Plus, but you've basically had the new material already available to you. Yeah, and so, plus being like, well, we have the original trilogy to stream. It's like, well, yeah, that's cool, but like I, you know, the main Star Wars people are gonna be like, well, we have this already. So sure, the big hook is this, and it's kind of a big swing because you could obviously disenfranchise Star Wars people relatively easily <laughs> because they're giant <laughs> We've babies seen about it everything. Yeah. And will this appeal to the non-diehards, like the more casual Star Wars people? And the answer, resoundingly, has been yes. And this has been like a huge home run. Which is weird, because even if the show was about Boba Fett, you would still say, well, that's kind of like a more inside baseball character. Like, yeah, a lot of people know him, but he barely says anything in the original movies. But it's not even about Boba Fett. It's just about another guy that kind of looks like him. And so it's like... I you think know. it's a great choice. I I like that you're already going in thinking this guy's cool because everyone thought Boba Fett was cool. Cool helmet. Now, cool I almost armor. feel like, <laughs> not to bash the prequel series again, but the whole thing with Boba Fett's origin story in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, him being a clone. I think it stinks. But Well, it did feel like they just shoehorned that in there because oh, Boba Fett had become a cult exactly. figure. Yeah. Yeah. But... That being said, I, I do enjoy this. What about Chewbacca being in Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, that stinks Oof. too. I know. That's, yeah. Listen to part one to hear my thoughts on everything <laughs> that they're putting into those prequel movies. But I do feel like we've reached the point now where this was something that as recently as a few years ago, I think I was still like, I don't think we're heading to this point yet. But I do feel like maybe we are here now where it's like, we have movies, we have series streaming, like the idea of all these things like coming together to be the canon of something. Whereas like you've heard directors in the past be like, yeah, I think we're going to do a movie and then like a TV series that would continue. And I just, I've never bought into that really. I just feel like it didn't really work, but I, I do feel like this expanded universe of Star Wars with the series now, I guess I'm finally on board. <laughs> yeah, well... There's pros and cons to it. I mean, I do think based on how successful the box office has been this year, it seems like we're headed towards a point where Disney and Netflix will probably just own 
all of the theaters there sure. probably won't be that many wow. and they're just gonna play their own things man i don't know it just seems like we're we're that's headed a, towards a dark time yeah but that's at the a same dystopian time, future for me disney own so uh, disney has so much money and they have this platform now where yeah they can create these giant things that expand the universe to previously unknown territory just well and even the what size they're doing, of which we would have never been able to understand yeah, well even with what ago. they're doing with the avengers stuff too which i know neither of us are huge fans of but the fact that they're having movie stars be in series like to expand on the avengers stuff just as streaming series on their yeah. platform yeah I, I mean it's pretty big so strong recommendation to check out the mandalorian seems like most people by now are probably watching it if they had even remote interest i think the buzz has been off the charts i think disney plus has been getting like a million new subscribers a day yeah since it launched okay so let's talk about the rise of skywalker episode nine we are only two and a half weeks away really. that's right yeah for us, I think we're like three weeks away from when we'll, we have our tickets we've, already. Yeah, we've got our tickets, A-list, Entourage. Which is the most comforting thing imaginable. And even though we have to wait like, what, three days after it comes out, but we're still seeing yeah, it fine. in that initial opening week. I'll tell you what, I, I've made some late night screening runs for some of these movies. It's tough. Well, yeah, I mean, I just mean it's Star Wars. I mean, I people. I feel like there's always the risk that you're going to know too much by the time you see it. Well, that's true. Although, these days I just get most of my information from you. So if you haven't seen it, well, then... I'm not worried for you. Okay. I'm worried for me. <laughs> yeah. Can you stay <laughs> off Twitter for... Yeah, well, I'll try. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're excited. I got teared up from just the trailer when yeah. they released like the full trailer a couple weeks ago. It I, does I've watched look that fun. trailer a bunch of times. I'm interested to see how they're going to tie this all together and wrap it all up. It feels like, just from the trailers, there's going to be a lot in it. <laughs> Doesn't it feel that way? Like, Well, originally a- it was going to be the longest running Star Wars movie, but then they cut it. The new runtime now seems like it's going to be less than The Last Jedi. Oh, wow. Which I think is the longest one. Yeah. So we'll see. It seemed like J.J. Abrams was like literally still working on it up until very recently. Wow. They did show it to some dying fans, which they seem to do with all of them. Dying uh, fans? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. people that are maybe aren't going to make it okay. towards the day that it's released. So I guess it's done if they're doing that. But yeah, I mean, he was working on it up until very recently doing like the the last stuff. I don't know, man. It. I feel like... It would be very easy to do enough to get an emotional reaction from me. I could very well see like you and Bell being like, "Huh," at the end of it. Like that, I don't know. If that I, was good. I do and then ha- looking down to me and just tears <laughs> streaming down my face. Yeah. Well, I do have this weird feeling now that there's gonna be some like weird twists in it that I'm like not expecting, and it's gonna like take the air out of it for me. I don't know. I'm nervous about where they're heading with the Ray Kylo Ren stuff. I know there's like a segment of the fan base that thinks that that's like a romantic opportunity. I I feel like once you kill Han Solo, there's really no permanent redemption there. I mean, maybe he could do something heroic and sacrifice himself. How do you get past the fact that he killed his father? Who's one of the most beloved characters from the series. I know. I feel that way too, but I'm just worried that, that might be where they're headed with it. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess Darth they Vader had a redemption and he connection. killed a lot of people. I do think they're going to end up related, though. Yeah. I feel like the shit that was talked about her parentage in Last Jedi was well, not true. 
I don't, I don't know. know though. When I went back and watched The Force Awakens recently, that whole sequence of Ray getting like Luke's lightsaber and there's like that weird flashback moment. Yeah. It just feels like and like I was I had the subtitles on it. It's like it's like exciting that like Obi-Wan's voice is like talking. Is she a clone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone a clone? That's what I'm thinking. That's where I feel like it's all heading cuz once you open that door, there was never really a romantic lead for Luke. Sure, yeah. So who would like if who is she? I well, don't know. Well, that's the thing. If they do go down this road of like Luke having a kid, it's like did any of these fucking Jedi live Keep by the codes? Pants. God. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe she's somehow related to Obi-Wan or who knows. There's any number of possibilities or what we learned in Last Jedi is true and the the moral is like anybody can be the hero. You don't have to be born into it. Sure. Okay. Which if that was the idea then I, why wouldn't they save that for the third one? But the other thing that they seem to be hinting at a lot is it feels like both Han and Leia have this weird connection to her. In the time that they spend with her in The Force Awakens, it's like their interactions with her feel very personal. I think we're both comfortable in saying that the new sequel movies are far from perfect and there's a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. However, I do feel I still like on board though. At the end we both kind of like them because especially The Force Awakens to me, which is just like if you take away how does it connect to everything else and just view it as a straight up start to finish movie, I still think it works pretty well on that level and it's just a fun time yeah which is what movies with nostalgia are right. obviously but yeah and i said to you before uh my one big downer on the force awakens is it does just feel like there's too many audience moments in it where it's just like winking at the fans or whatever well i mean but how would they but how would they reintroduce this stuff yeah i don't know i feel like it, it's all it all has to be kind of like applause break moments okay because I mean, how else are you going to bring your well, beloved characters right. back on the screen. Unless well, I you felt just like, opened the movie with them. Yeah, I, well, I feel like there was much more of it, though, in The Force Awakens than in Last Jedi. Well, yeah, I mean, once you already you dip your toe in, then yeah. you can't really go back to the well right away. Sure. I don't know. I mean, the trailer looks cool. Obviously, it seems like they've brought back the Emperor in some shape. Who knows how or or why, but it, it makes sense because they didn't really have a main villain other than Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren is like, is he a villain? Is he? <laughs> he doesn't seem like that much of a threat. Yeah. First of all, in The Force Awakens, Rey, who's like never fought, you know, with a lightsaber or anything ever, is like holding her own against. That's him. the thing. I'm not like one of these people that gets like mad about women being the heroes because it has nothing to do with her being a woman. Oh no. I just want there to be a reason why. She was so natural with. Why the would force she be as good as him, who's been trained? Well, I want there to be a reason. Yeah, okay. So, I right. w- so there needs to be some reason why she has like a stronger force power than he does, and that's why he's she's able to just take right to it. She doesn't need the same training because she's just a natural. I don't know. Yeah, I, feel I like don't that know. Could, that deserves some sort of an explanation. It, it does feel like if it ends with her just being like not related to any character who was strong with the force, it does feel like, how did we get here then? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of loose ends that should have maybe been thought through a little bit more, but I'm excited. It's so easy though. It'll be so, it just bring back like a bunch of force ghosts at the end. I'll be crying. (laughs) I mean, even like C3PO saying that line in the trailer about taking one last look at his friends. And you just think about the 40 years of movies here. And it's just like this 
huge thing and you're like oh god using uh carrie fisher's voice where like luke says the force will be with you all and then she says always i mean come on <laughs> yeah i'm in it practically, I, listen, like, I 90 percent of it writes itself <laughs> the yeah. rest of it are just I details was, I, i've been definitely in since that theatrical trailer that was shown on tv during like a football game or yeah, something yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's the main listen. new trailer it, the visuals of that looked it, awesome. yeah it they looks cool. better than any star wars movie so far and i think like visually the four new movies have all looked pretty good i mean solo at times the screen felt really dark like you couldn't tell what's happening oh but yeah for the most part the new star wars movies have all looked incredible this looks like it's taken it to a whole other level of look how it could it not be cool. fun i mean any conclusion movie to a trilogy i mean you know they're gonna pull out all the stops let's go there probably will though be a lot of fan service but maybe in a good way yeah it's like give us ewan mcgregor as a force ghost give us hayden christensen Give us Natalie Portman. Give, I mean, give us everybody. <laughs> Padme back in the mix. You throw everyone that's died in there. Just Yoda, <laughs> Han. Obviously, you know, I, I guess they're probably going to have Leia die. I don't know. It seems like why wouldn't they have just had her die when she's floating out in the space? I didn't get than, it. Because yeah. even when she came back, she didn't really do much. Right. So it would have been a perfect moment An to easy do it. out, yeah. And then, of course, you have... Kylo Ren kills both of his parents, basically. Yeah. Right? Well, was it... Was it him, or was it not him that fired the I, shots I, It might have been that other guy. Oh, that's right. What's yeah. his face? Who's in, like, every movie. <laughs> the guy from The Revenant. Yeah. Dom um, Hall Gleason. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions going into it. I can almost predict what's going to happen. It's going to get a really high Rotten Tomatoes okay. score. The initial wave, of course, is going to be positive. Everyone's going to be really excited. There will be a lot of emotional reactions to it, include myself included. And then, just like yeah, yeah. Last Jedi, I mean, the, the how vultures long? will be coming in. Oh, yeah, and they're yeah. going to pick everything apart. How long do we till we start seeing like the articles out there that it's like we, we, in we hindsight need to redo the whole trilogy, right, yeah, or, or just like all of a sudden like people <laughs> being like, is the prequel trilogy actually better than the new trilogy? <laughs> The ten reasons Rise of why Skywalker you should hate the new could be JJ Abrams filming himself taking a shit for three hours, oh, yeah. and it would the sequel trilogy would still be better overall wow. than the prequel. <laughs> what trilogy. a sight! But pe- yeah, I mean, people are gonna. There's gonna be a lot of terrible takes. That's just what the internet is horrible. It's yeah. just a terrible place. Well, here we are, Rise of Skywalker. Do you have any final predictions as to what you think would happen, or what's I have what's no idea. You no. think will happen, and what's something you want to happen? I don't really have like any predictions about like where the storyline's going to go. I, I guess I just hope that it's something that I'm not off put by. It's something I'm hoping that's something I, I can buy into. It'll end with this is like, okay, I'll give you a, pred- a prediction of what I think will happen. I think it'll end with Kylo Ren and Rey fighting together against the emperor. Okay. Yeah. In, probably. Like, the climactic scene. Yeah. That, that feels kind of where it's probably headed. They may introduce a new villain to like balance it out a little bit so it's not two young people against but, an old guy. You but, know, you still got to try to figure out how to make Finn and fucking Oscar Isaac. Well, they'll be involved, but yeah. they'll be involved in the way that like Han and Lando and stuff. And like, well, obviously Lando's yeah. coming back, but you know what I mean? They'll be like in the ships doing sure, the battles like doing, and stuff. Sure. Like doing, right. But I'm talking about, like, the real thing that counts. Yeah. <laughs> like, the drama. I think that, that's my prediction. I think Kylo Ren will turn babyface by the end, but he will have to die, though. Because there's no way you can be redeemed for killing Han Solo. I would say not, yeah. 
Not in my book, anyway. And what's uh, something I want to happen is, like I said, I want a lot of Force Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I need a connection to all uh, the yeah, movies. I, I want... need that connection. Yeah, I, I would love... I want everything to feel connected at the end with all of the connections. With the I, I do people. feel like I would like to see the Obi Wan character like somehow. Well, now that they're doing an Obi Wan show with you and McGregor, yeah. I feel like McGregor as a Force ghost is almost a lot. I, I just feel like they need to work his lore into this somehow because he is like the sole character that's kind of in all six of the other ones, basically in some way. I know he's only a Force ghost well. and. You're underestimating R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> R2-D2 and C-3PO, the main DNA of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, I would expect a lot of fun cameos from characters gone by in the Force Ghost sense. If I didn't <laughs> You're get really that... You're really big on the Force Ghost thing. Why not? Why wouldn't that be? You know what? I could never figure out why they didn't do this in the... Uh... Now, they make a reference to it. But in the prequel trilogy, why they never had a Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon's another one. Throw him in the mix. But, like, I just didn't... I felt like there was an opportunity to... Yeah, they mention at the end of Sith, but by that point, when would they do it? Do they do it in any... I guess they Eh. don't really do it in anything. No. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) So the Force Ghost thing, not a big part of the prequel trilogy, which may have been a big reason why you were not bored. It actually... I, I think it is addressing a... A plot hole like it's covering up a plot hole which would be well why didn't any of the dead jedi come and tell them like hey this I is know. the guy because like they're so idiotic in those prequel movies they're the dumbest people the jedis they yeah. never can tell anything they're always like well, we gotta go think about it that's what they say to everything oh i know clouded when, my vision is on even this when one Pe- uh, queen amidala is like yeah i think it was dooku or whoever that tried to assassinate me and they're like no no no, it was these spice miners yeah like, exactly <laughs> like, what the fuck right. are they talking about the jedi do stink <laughs> in other words they had to have a character be like you know what qui-gon just figured this out in his death like that he can come as a force ghost so that's why they threw because they made it yeah, seem true. like it hadn't happened before that way it makes sense that no jedi had come and told them like hey <laughs> right. beware of palpatine he's the guy yeah yeah they get a lot of mileage out of fixing plot holes because a lot of people were complaining for years, not vehemently and not in like the toxic internet way, but people would be like, well, why is there this weak spot in the Death Star where you can just blow it up all by doing like one little thing? Yeah, it does seem like a strange thing to build into it. And so then they made a whole movie that explained it. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. It's called So Rogue shut one. up with that criticism. So the guy designing the Death Star was kind of part of the rebellion at one point and had his family like fucked over by the empire and he gets the plans to a group led by you want to know what's still kind of a plot hole though they rebuild the death star (laughs) well they didn't understand (laughs) well no the second time though it's not it's not complete and like i think lando like they're flying like into it yeah yeah right right, yeah they're doing a little bit more the second time yeah yeah they go like to the core of it yeah yeah because it's like open on the one side right uh Yeah, okay, I'm so. excited. Listen, I, we, I guess we'll probably at some point, at least as part of the show, maybe whatever episode we're recording, maybe we can do like our thoughts on it after we see it. Yeah, maybe in our year in review. So not until like February, until okay. the movie's been out. And- if we're excited enough to talk about it on one of the regular apps, maybe we will. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll do it for our two-part series on the Star Wars Skywalker saga. It's been a huge part of our lives since we were kids. It's coming to an end. I don't I know. Guess. Nothing ever goes away, though. Never well, say Star never Wars is stuff. not going to go away, but right. 
I, and, I mean, and you things think... will be like tangentially connected, sure. like the Mandalorian. But you don't th- I mean, you don't think there's any chance like ten years you think from you're now do episode ten? They're like, all right, three more. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how this one does and how it's received. I mean, if this one's like universally loved and it does like huge business, then yeah, maybe they'd bring like Ray, Finn. And right. That's the, the thing. Back. They have a whole new group of younger characters that can move on with i think they probably had thought that at one point well, the, and then the last jedi thing now they're thinking like well can we really invest in more movies with these sure. people so now they've really been pushing this is the final chapter right now right but yeah but if ray ends up being like a skywalker in any way well it's his rise of skywalker i Who know that's the the th- I, how can it not be her then i i don't know it's we'll finn <laughs> <laughs> folks that'll do it Stay tuned to the podcast feed. We'll have a regular episode up there for you soon. I think we have a really fun December planned. As we usually a do. A few holiday-themed movies and whatnot. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. I met him in a swamp down in Dagobah Where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda S-O-D-A soda I saw the little wren sitting there on a log him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda Y-O-D-A Yoda Yo 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 Yoda Laughing around but I ain't ever seen a guy who looks like a Muppet but he's wrinkled and green Oh my Yoda Yo 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 Yoda
It appears we are trapped. I will initiate self-destruct sequencing. Whoa, you're what? Manufacturer's protocol dictates I cannot be captured. I must self-destruct. Do not self-destruct. I will initiate self-destruct. Do not self-destruct! Beginning self-destruct countdown. No, stop! 